Welcome back everyone to Not So Starving Artist. Today we have the man, the legend, Jay Blaze. Poppin', what's poppin'? Yo, right, yo. First of all, thank you so much uh, for joining us on this show. This is amazing. Uh, we're really, really grateful to have you. Honored to be here. Let's get it. All right. So Jay Blaze is an international choreographer who has worked with some, you know, some little known names. Maybe you've heard them before, like Justin Bieber, Chris Brown, Jonelle Monet, J-Lo. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. They're just like, like local names, right? <laughs> I'm definitely grateful. I'm definitely grateful for that resume. Yeah, crazy. It's crazy to, to hear it too. You know, I just, <laughs> in a moment, and I don't realize who I work for really. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever have that time where you just kind of like think back in your head and you're like, dang, these are people that like, people like lose their minds to meet even once in their life. It's funny because I had this conversation the other day with my boy, Nick. Um, Right now I'm working with Justin Bieber and he's just so humble and he makes you feel like family that you kind of just forget that he's Justin Bieber until you see him on that stage and you're like, oh, that's the Justin Bieber, you know what I'm saying? So it's crazy, it's crazy, yeah. So let's get in. This is, of course, Not So Starving Artist. So let's introduce our food today. What yeah, are yeah. we eating? Um, so today I got some Korean barbecue. Um, I got some shrimp fried rice here and I got a uh, spicy, I think it's called spicy calbi. Um, and then I had some garlic beef, but I got hungry earlier and I ate it already. Sorry about that. Um, but I have some mashed potatoes and yeah, that's, that's what I got today. Amazing. Where did you get it from? Uh, this place called Ace Goji. Ace Goji. Yes, yeah, a Korean yeah. barbecue, a local Korean barbecue spot. Yeah. Amazing. We love local. Uh, I'm joining you today also with Kalbi. Got Let's some go. some rice, some cabbage, some pickles, the whole the whole nine yards. And love mine it, is from it. also a local place in the GTA called Far East Taco. Uh, if anybody watching this is interested, they also do fusion Korean tacos. So oh, wow. it's great. If you're ever in the Toronto area, hit it up. That sounds, <laughs> sounds amazing. All right, so let's take our first bite. Are you a chopsticks guy or a knife and fork? Um, you know what? Uh, not really. <laughs> I try. I try with sushi, and I kind of fail all the time. So I'm forking it today. All right, let's go with the fork then. I will join you. Let's gonna grab some and some rice, and let's do a little cheers to the camera. Cheers! Amazing. Hmm. Mm. Wow. Good stuff. You can never go wrong with Korean barbecue, ever. Never. I mm. love Korean barbecue. Is it something that you have often or is it kind of like a once in a while treat? I think I have Korean barbecue about once every week. I'm not going to lie. Dang. I'm a big fan. Out of all, you know, the Asian food, like, Japanese and Chinese, I think Korean barbecue is my favorite. Yeah. I love Korean barbecue just as much, but I don't think my wallet could handle once a week. It, 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 it does get pretty pricey. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It does. Yeah. So let's start with your beginning. You were only nine years old when you and your crew won the World Hip Hop Championship. Wow. 
what happened before that? How did you get into dance? Well, my question is, where are you getting this information from? That's funny. Not a lot of people know that. So it's, it's just interesting. I do my research. All right. I'm not mad at it. Um, yeah, before that, I was just kind of just a random kid from the streets that just wanted to dance. And um, I kind of just was at home, like watching the TV, watching Michael Jackson dance and trying to imitate his movement in front of the TV. Like my mom actually has home footage of me dancing in front of the TV, trying to learn Michael Jackson moves. And then we were, uh, I forget where we were, but we walked into this uh, gymnasium and uh, there was a hip hop crew kind of rehearsing. We heard the music and I kind of walked in. I was like, mom, 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 let's go over here. I was eight, nine years old. Walked in there, I was like, yo, they're doing hip hop dance. And I learned the choreo on the spot. Literally, I've never taken a dance class in my life saw kids dance and learn the choreo that they've been working on for like a couple of weeks. I learned it in about an hour. And my mom was like, yo, you can actually do this. And then she just enrolled me in it. And then the rest is history. We we did uh, uh, HHI, which was in Miami at the time. And we won and I moved to LA and got an agent. And yeah, the rest is history. The rest is history. Right. So do you feel like you were just like, this is what you were born to do. There was never anything else. I think so. I think when I was that young and, and I was that happy doing it, I was like, this is what I have to do. And my mom saw it. And gratefully enough, I had very, very supportive parents. And they started to look up dance classes for me. They started to look up, you know, Los Angeles and, and, and things that I can come out here and compete. I came out here. I did a competition out here, won first place. And then uh, like the choreographer, he saw me, he was like, yo, you're really dope. I have to take you to this, this studio. And then I met an agent at this studio and it just kept going and going and yeah. That's awesome. How's the, um, yeah. how's the fried rice? Hmm. About to take my first bite right now. All right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're obviously a renowned commercial choreographer, but what styles of dance speak to you personally and like the way you like to express your art? Well, I love that question. Um, well, being from Miami and uh, being a Caribbean boy, my mom and dad, they're from uh, an island called Haiti. Uh, I naturally kind of love dance hall. I naturally love um like salsa, I naturally love uh, Afro. Those are the mu movement that just comes natural to me. Um, yeah, dance all has like a very, very big inspiration in my movement. Afro too. Um, but yeah, definitely those those three. Uh, growing up in Miami, you know, there's salsa music everywhere, and I kind of just have that natural movement in my body. Just you know, being from where I'm from, yeah. 100%. So I'm guessing you definitely have a little Vibes Cartel in your playlist. I love Vibes Cartel. What you know about Vibes Cartel? <laughs> I, I am also a big dancehall fan. Like I that is where I, I started it. my journey into street styles. I love it. I love it. That's lit. That's lit. Let's have a few more bites and then we're going to move into what I call some deep life questions. Uh-oh. <laughs> How, no How deep no are we secret. going? Okay, okay, well, let's go. 
if you were having a really shitty week, what is the oh, kind I can of cuss thing? on this show. I love it. <laughs> what is the kind right. of thing that would inspire you to get out of bed in the morning? If I'm having a really shitty week, what inspires me would probably, well, my family one inspires me. Um, like I said earlier, my mom and dad, they've sacrificed so much for me to do what I want to do. So anytime I'm in a, a state where I just don't want to create or just don't want to do anything, I always just remember how much my mom and dad put into me to, to be where I am today. So that keeps me going to get up and, and you know, I, I want to be the person to buy my mom a house and buy my dad a, a, a Rolex. So I get out of bed and I just remember why I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing it to pay them back. You know what I'm saying? So that's definitely one inspiration for sure. I love that. And like, I love the fact that it's like, yo, family first. Like you could have said anything. No matter what, family's first. I tell everybody that before, before any career, before any artist, before anything, family's number one to me for sure. You want to give your mom and dad a little shout out? You know what I'm saying? Shout out mom and dad. You know what I'm saying? They're all the way in Miami right now. Shout out Miami, all the cousins, all the aunts, all the uncles, my brother, sister. Stop. <laughs> Are you the type of person who has like, you know, you got the immediate family, but you have like loads of like extended family that you're really close oh to? Oh my God, my family is huge. I have so many aunts, I have so many uncles, so many cousins, my cousins have babies. It's, it's, it's a lot of us. It's a definitely a lot of us. Um, we, we actually went on a family cruise a couple of years ago and there were about 89 family members of mine on one boat. Yeah. And there's more of us too. It's crazy. Yeah. Next question. What is the single best piece of advice that you've ever gotten about dance or about anything else? Just off the top of my head, the best advice was just to, I don't know, just to keep going. I think uh, a lot of times, especially here in LA in our industry, we get we get down a lot. We get um, disappointed a lot, um, you know, being turned down from job after job or being cut from audition to audition. I think the best advice I got in was just to not give up and keep going. Um, everybody has a different path. Everybody has a uh, different timing. You just have to trust that timing. You know, uh, sometimes it takes people a year to get their first big job. Sometimes it takes people five years to get their first big job. And um, I think it's important just to stay committed. Um, and yeah, just keep going and be consistent. And uh, yeah, like a lot of my friends, you know, I'm older. A lot of my friends are 35 and up. And they, they just got their first job, their first tour at 35. So it's important to know just to just to keep going and never give up and just, yeah, keep the keep the dream and hope alive, yeah. Being in LA, I'm guessing yep. like you see tons of people who are just mm -hmm. rejected for jobs all the time, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Do you find that it's like oversaturated? Like there's now too many people in LA? 100%. 100%. And that's why for me, what I tell dancers is to kind of find your uniqueness and stick to that. Because there's a lot of people who want to dress the same, who want to dance the same, who want to do this the same. Now, nah, it's important just to be yourself 
and and to, yeah, just to find your uniqueness. I think for me, uh, I took a break from the dance world for about two, three years because I felt like it was being oversaturated, and I felt like I don't know. People kept posting the same stuff every every day, and I just had to take a break. And then I came back, and I find I found who I am again. You know what I'm saying? I found my uniqueness. I'm in my garage right now. Um, I think one thing that I found was uh, I, I don't know if you've seen it or any other dancers watching this, but I have this thing called Henny Sessions, and I just come in here and I just try to keep it as authentic as possible. Everybody kind of vibes and we kind of drink and we kind of just create on the spot. Um, that's just my authentic thing that I like to do and it's been working. So for me, that's that's definitely one thing that I tell a lot of people is just to stay authentic and stay as unique as possible. Yeah. Is that also how you keep grounded in your street styles? Because obviously commercial choreography sure. is very different from street style. Sure, yeah. But again, like I said, I just I, I kind of just trust my timing and I trust my uniqueness uh, my uniqueness, sorry. And and I trust God. I'm I'm very I'm very, you know, uh into God and, and like I said, I trust his timing and wherever he takes me, I just follow his path. So I just stick to who I am and where I come from and my unique style and it's going to take me to where it's supposed to, you know? God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. All the time, God is good. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right, let's keep eating a little bit more because I feel like I've been straight up just bombarding so, you. I've been killing this Korean food though. <laughs> mm -hmm. The only problem I usually have is uh, it's real hard to eat Korean food and look cute on camera. Ah, you know what? I don't think there's a way to do it. So you know what? Screw it. What do you think separates people who want to become successful international choreographers? You know, they want to work with Chris Brown and Justin Bieber versus people who actually get there. Before you come to LA, you have to know what you want to do. Like I know people who just don't want to choreograph and just want to dance for the artists. And then I know people who just don't want to dance for the artist and they just want to choreograph. Before you get here, you just have to know what you want to do. Um, again, I, I always go back to my faith and I always trust my timing. Um, I started as a dancer and then it kind of just naturally worked its way into choreographing. Now I choreograph for Justin Bieber with Nick Demora. You just have to trust the timing. I, there's no really right way to answer that question besides just, just trust your timing, trust your path. And I don't know, LA, like there's so much you can do. Like this place is, has endless possibilities. Like if you wanna, I don't know, if you wanna learn how to use a camera, like you could be a videographer, like there's so much to do. Like, I think people get caught up in wanting to be this specific thing, but sometimes you come here and the path might take you in a different direction. It, it happens. Like I know some dancers who quit dancing and is making more money now being a videographer than he did dancing. With the amount of stuff that happens in LA, yeah. what do you think is the craziest thing that you've seen around like the dance community? Craziest thing. I've been here for a long time and I've seen a lot of crazy. I think last year we kind of had this phase where a lot of dancers were being called out on some stuff. Yeah, I think that was, that, that got pretty crazy. That got pretty ugly quick. Um, a lot of dancers were so-called canceled mm -hmm. last year. Um, I'm not gonna name any names, but 
that was pretty crazy. You know, we were having such a crazy year already. And then on top of the pandemic, all of a sudden people that I was really, really close to are being called out on the internet and I'm getting phone calls like, yo, check your boy. I'm like, I got no control over him. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a lot of drama that I just try to stay out of. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of on the mind your own business side of things over here. So, but yeah, that was pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. It's probably one of the craziest moments in my career here in LA. Last question in this deep life talk segment. All right. Since we've just seen, we just talked about 2020, um, and we all know crazy stuff can happen at any time. If the world was going to end this time next week, what would you do? I think I would just grab my family and just uh, find a private island somewhere in the Caribbean. And if, if, if we all gonna die, we all gonna die together uh, on an island somewhere, you know what I'm saying? I think that's what I would do, to be honest. <laughs> all right, so our last segment uh, is actually going to be inspired by something I saw on the Hot Ones podcast with Sean okay. Evans. I okay. uh, took the liberty of scrolling all the way back to your very first Instagram posts. Oh my God. And we're going to look, <laughs> I'm going to send you some of them and then you're going to explain to me the backstory, maybe some fun, fun facts. Yes. Okay. This is so let's be very start with this one from December 22nd, 2011. So 10 years oh ago. Oh my God. Look at us. We are babies. Wow. This, um, this was when I performed with Justin Bieber on X Factor. Uh, this was 2011. Yeah. This was my second job with Bieber. Um, the first job I did with him before this was his Disney World Parade gig. Um, and then, yeah, X Factor. Yeah, and then I'm still rocking with him now. 10, 10 years later, I'm still with Bieber. That's crazy. That's crazy. We look <laughs> like we are two years old. Wow. Ha. I haven't seen this picture in 10 years. That's funny. Do you have anything, any like fun stories that you can remember from that, from the... Um... The from this day any fun story i don't I, I can't i think somebody was late i forget who it was but somebody was late to our um to our tech rehearsal this day i forget who it was but i don't know this was so long ago and so much life has happened since then i can't remember all right let's yeah. move to the next one right. this is from january 1st 2012. <laughs> wow. When I did Swag by David Banner. I think this was one of the routines that put me on the map. This was one of the routines that people were like, yo, who is this Jay Blaze kid? When I did this routine, I had a I had Ian Eastwood in the video. I had uh, Ryan Poos post in the video. Yeah, this was the video that kind of put me on the map right here. December 30th, 2011, wow. And I remember seeing that many views on a video. I was like, what? This is crazy to me, 18,000 views. Cause back in the day, this that was crazy. a lot. Back in the day, that was a lot. 
to me, that was, like, I, I, and I know people at that time were getting a lot more, but, you know, for me, just kind of starting out with choreo to get 18,000 views was, was a lot to me. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Memories, Cub Scouts. Shout out to Cub Scouts. I was in a little dance crew called Cub Scouts with me, Ian, Brian. Man, who else? John was in it. June was in it. Wow. So many people. Crazy. Speaking of Cub Scouts and Ian, let's go to the next one. All right. Oh, taking a minute to send. There we go. Uh, this was in uh, Chicago. Yep. We were doing a workshop in Chicago for uh, Ian's um, company, me, Nick Demora, and Ian Eastwood, which is crazy to see me in picture right now with Nick. Um, Nick is the creative director and uh, choreographer for Bieber. And now I'm helping him choreograph for Bieber. It's crazy, the full circle. Mm -hmm. Man, crazy, 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 yeah. From February 4th, 2012. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha Yep, randomly met Meek Mill at the airport. Randomly saw him, I was like, yo, I'm a fan, bro. I need a picture. Um, at that time too, I was choreographing a lot to Meek Mill. Um, my, my style at that time was inspired a lot by Meek Mill and the way he rapped. So I was really excited this day to meet him. Um, yeah, randomly saw him at the airport, asked him for a pic, he said, yeah. And there you have it, yeah. I don't know this outfit I was wearing though. I look a little crazy, but. <laughs> It's all right. It was 2012. That's how that's how everyone looked back then. Definitely 2012 swag for sure. Wow. Awesome. Crazy. So that actually brings us to the end of the interview today. Wow. Let's have one more bite before we sign off. Yep. I'm gonna mix the mashed potato with the fried rice on this one. Mmm. Mm -hmm. It's so good. I love Galbi. It's so good. I've never done an interview before like this too, where I'm eating. Yeah, this is cool. This is a vibe. Well, that's what that's what we try to do. We try to give you something new, something exciting. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much again for sitting down with me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. This was fun.